This is the Power Power Podcast. My name is Sarah of Underground Crowds. We hit Bible topics, smash book studies, punch out some songs here and there, and light up his word to strengthen our souls. Thanks for listening. Actually reached chapter 13 of Genesis today, so let's pray. We're talking about Abraham. And we're talking about his journey. And this might take quite a few weeks. We'll see. Lord, I pray that you'll guide us through today and teach us what you have for us. Um, and this exciting book, this exciting person, this this person that's just like us. We tend to put characters of the Bible up on pedestals as, as if they're not human. But they really, really, truly are. And uh, the more you look, the more you find that we are utterly hopeless without you but that in these intricate fashions and these faithful ways and these um, exceedingly abundantly you have shown us how faithful and good you are to us Um, so we pray this that you would um, open our hearts to hear your word in Jesus name amen so we're going we're talking about how the plagues yesterday fell on Pharaoh and his men um, in Egypt. Uh, we're putting this all together. We talked about how Abraham thought, you know, by uh, indicated in scripture, Abraham thought that, you know, this after these promises that God gave him, uh, let's read those again. They're in chapter 12. Now the Lord said to Abraham, Go forth from your country and from your relatives and from your father's house to the land which I will show you. And I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great. And so you shall be a blessing, and it will bless those who, and I will bless those who bless you. And the one who curses you, I will curse. And in you all the families of the earth will be blessed. And we had a connection verse. We had this verse that we kept bringing up in Matthew 8, 11. I say to you that many will come from east and west and recline at the table with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now, this at this point, Abraham doesn't have Isaac. Um, and Or Isaac didn't have Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But what we're... But what... Um, but the ball that was that was started rolling um, was kicked off by the Lord um, for what we are and the fruition thereof. There's still no ball in the goal. Right now, you and I are the fulfillment of this promise. We will one day sit at the table of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And we will be the fruition. How do I know this? It's because God's interaction with Abraham and and Abraham, as it says, and I believe the faith chapter, um, I think maybe it already says here, but um, 
Hebrews. Let's take a look at that. Sorry, I did not plan on going here, but we're going here. Um, that Abraham's faith and what God was going to do was counted as righteous. What? 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 What is that? How does that sound familiar to you? Sounds familiar to me. It sounds like the message that I hear in church on Sunday. By grace you are saved through faith, not of works, lest any man should boast. It sounds like the gospel I hear. Oh, but wait, wasn't Abraham part of a different thing? Now faith. This is uh, Hebrews chapter 11, okay? Um, is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. So Abraham was called out, and by all accounts, he had no idea who this God was. Yet, he believes what God is saying to him. I want to clarify something that sometimes we don't understand that the gospel of Jesus Christ is moving, is active, is continuing its work in our lives. God gave Abraham a set of promises. Do we need to read them? And your relatives, your father's house, and the lamb was over. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great. And so you will be a blessing. This is a set of promises. I, I wait, wait. I want you to think of accepting the gospel of Jesus Christ as the same set of promises. Let me, let me clarify. You are not to take the gospel of Jesus Christ and put it on a shelf somewhere and say, they're done, I did it, bye. No, God intends for the gospel to continue its work in your life so that you can be blessed, so that you can bless others, so that you can learn to obey, so that you can walk closer, so that you can be set apart, so that your fruit may abound that's great, by the way. So that you can leave a legacy. That's a, that's a great name, by the way. This, I want you to look at accepting the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's not so far removed 
from what Abraham accepted as promises from the living God. That ball was kicked from way back. Way back. And now you know why we will be sitting with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob because it's the same God with the same plan to save his people and set them apart. And so if church is just a Sunday thing, you missed it. If it's just an amen you said after a gospel message years ago and you haven't been set apart, you missed it. There's time for you, always. But that to me is exciting. And Abraham is still waiting for that day. And we will all sit there and we will remember and we will recall and we will talk about a very similar experience with God that he made possible through the blood, the atoning work of Jesus Christ. As Abraham looked forward and he stepped forward, we look back to what Christ did. And we will sit and we will feast and we will party and we'll, we will recall the faithfulness of God. So let's talk about Abraham, uh, recap, Abraham receives these promises. He gets up on these mountaintops and he's like, yeah. Remember, God said, go to the land which I show you for you this thing, this promise thing that I got for you. Well, we got scared, right? Abraham's like, ooh, there's a famine. Got to go to Egypt. I didn't see it, that, those instructions at all. At all. But he went. Nevertheless, he went. Little rabbit trail. Sends his, he tells his wife to lie for him. To tell Pharaoh that she's actually Abraham's sister because he makes up this whole scenario that they're going to kill him because of his beautiful wife. We talked about that. We talked about the ramifications of, of applying our past trauma or applying even past realities to our future. Thereby making things up. We're not helping God when we do that. And we're certainly not helping ourselves. And so the whole of Egypt falls under a plague. Imagine being the reason this happened. Then Pharaoh called Abraham and said, What? What? Really? This is verse 18 of Genesis chapter 12. Is this you have done to me? Personal. He took it personally.
there's more I could say about that. But I was talking today with a friend about what narcissism is. <laughs> and though we're all can be on this spectrum of narcissism, when you're really seriously a narcissist is when you have no empathy for your actions or no feeling of, that didn't make sense, no, no remorse for what you've done or how your actions affect people. He didn't think about his wife. He didn't think about the Egyptians. Well, he didn't know the plague was coming. I'll give him that. He didn't think about Pharaoh. He didn't think about anybody but number one. And you don't think God was going after that little G God? Oh, he definitely was. My friend, he will not let you go walking around claiming God and, and rehearsing the lines of the little G God that you have on the throne, which is yourself. He will not let that slide. If you are taking your cues from yourself, remember our verse yesterday, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. It's important. Lean not on your own ways and on your own understanding. Stop taking cues from A number one. That's what I take that to mean. The first go-to is not my thoughts, not my feelings, not my experiences, not good old-fashioned me. The first source of truth, unshakable truth, is the Word of God. Anything less is Christian narcissism. What have you done to me? Hello. Why did you not tell me she was your wife? Got an answer for that? I'm narcissistic. I don't care about anything but me. I take my cues for me. I mean, I'm answering for him. This isn't scripture. I take my cues for me. You didn't know that? I made this whole scenario up that you were going to kill me. This is, you know, if this is... If the Babylon Bee was commenting. You didn't know? It's funny, though, how much we try to get through life with this criteria. I just know that was the right thing to do. We didn't pray. We didn't lean. We didn't even ask the Lord. And we operate totally sans Holy Spirit. Whole churches are run this way. We didn't lean. We did not seek. We did not pray. And wait. We did not wait. 
what if instead of our consuming culture, take, 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 I just got to take, 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 take. I'm entitled to take, 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 take. What if we gave pause to that? I've been wronged, react. This is a bad thing going on in my life. I, I have a right to do this. What if, before we get the divorce, before we go on a drinking binge, before we lose it, before we come up with some corrupt solution, we sought, we prayed, we waited. I know about waiting. It's not easy. It feels helpless. It feels like we could be easily taken advantage of that. Uh, uh, be taken advantage of while we wait. you know what waiting does? It gives God space to move, to act on our behalf. And the goodness of God was taking Abraham here. There's a very different man at the end of this Abraham journey. A very different man. One who develops compassion and empathy to the point that he talks to God about a very evil, you know what I'm talking about, city. And asks him over and over again about sparing the people of the city for the sake of one, two, you recall, two, three, except there was backwards, like 100, I, I don't do math, 190, whatever, 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 down to one. What had developed? Empathy. Compassion. And seeking. And praying. And waiting. But here we are. New believer. Why did you say, verse 19, why did you say she is my sister so that I took her for my wife? Now, I don't know if there was a culmination there. I don't think so. I don't know what the commentators say. But what a horrible place to be. As his wife. Now then, here is your wife. So, it's indicated here that there was not a break. Just by that sentence. Here is your wife. Take her and go. Pharaoh commanded his men concerning him, and they escorted him away. So we ran to Egypt because, oh, we're going to die of starvation. With it, and now they're kicked out. 
So this put together with the fact that God never said go in the first place is sort of indicative that he was not to be there. This was not, this was a rabbit trail. This was one of Sarah's rabbit trails. Sarah, Sarah loves rabbit trails. She would have gone on this rabbit trail and found herself where and all that belonged to him. So Abraham went up from Egypt. Doesn't say anything about the famine ending. Up from Egypt to Negev, he and his wife and all that belonged to him and lot with him. Now Abraham was very rich in livestock and silver and gold. He went up on his journeys from the, from the Negev as far as Bethel to the place where his tent had been at the beginning between Bethel and Negev. Peace out. Again, thanks for listening. Catch the next part of this series, usually Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. You can also find Underground Crowds on Twitter, Patreon, Bandcamp, or undergroundcrowds.com.